And we welcome you on in to another episode of the Big Time Sports Podcast Show. It's Mitch Spinell and Mitchell Ballard here to give you the latest of what's going on in the sporting world. Mitch, it's good to see you've received the green and yellow hat memo for this episode. Yeah, I mean, we're both on the same page here. This is terrific vibes to start another episode here on Big Time Sports. And uh, I don't really know what the occasion is other than we just wore a green and yellow hat at the same time. And it's a special occasion It's now. green and yellow hat day. National Green and Yellow Hat. If you don't have a green and yellow hat, you better go get one fast. What's with the ropes, by the way? This I've been seeing this in hats lately, mainly on the golf course. This This, rope on the brim. Yeah, you know, I don't really know. I've had this hat for a couple years, and I've barely worn it. I I actually used to have a blue one of this blue one that I really like. Um, I think it looks good on some hats, for sure. Like this one right here. Typically, more curved bills, in my opinion. Okay. I feel like flat billed hats don't really need to have they're, this. this they're rope. definitely more for comfort and there's less stress of keeping them them sturdy. Yeah. Whereas I have this snapback here for the Supersonics, which I just got from Mitchell and Ness. And uh Bring back. Yeah, and uh, exactly. And but this one, I'm very like even now I'm like manhandling the brim. I'm trying to like keep that thing uh flat as I can. But in the meantime, wanna get you guys into what's going on in sports this week. Wanna remind you guys of the upcoming games we'll have for this week. We have a couple of matchups here on Big Time Sports. You can find our schedule at BigTimesportsOhio.com slash schedule. We have of course have the two football games this Friday night between New Philadelphia and West Holmes and McKinley against Glen Oak at Tom Benson. You can check out those games on our website as well as the local broadcast network app. Uh, tonight, actually, we have a volleyball matchup, New Philadelphia against Dover, that you can find. And then on Saturday, we'll have New Philly against Dover at Woody Hayes Quaker Stadium in soccer. I will be on the call for that game, so be sure to check that one out. Uh, so, yeah, we will get right into it here. We got a couple of topics that uh, we wanted to get into, starting with uh, a couple of shout-outs for a number of teams in the, in the, in the Federal League, by the way. Uh, starting off here with the Hoover Girls Golf Team, uh, getting through... It was a tough district tournament over at Brookledge on Wednesday. 345, the Lady Vikings shot as they earned the final qualifying spot to next week's state tournament at Ohio State's Gray Course. So they finished three strokes ahead of Aurora. The Vikings will move on to state. I was going to say, I don't know if this is, what is the eighth straight year, according to the rep, that the, uh, Hoover has had an individual or a team qualify for the girls' state tournament. That's pretty impressive. Eight straight years, considering that uh, you're only in high school for four, Mitch. So, I mean, that just that that speaks to what coaching can do, but also what the players and athletes are willing to do as well in terms of listening to the coaching, getting critiqued, and wanting to play at a high level, which Hoover Girls Golf is playing at an extremely high level right now. Absolutely, and a number of other teams we want to shout out here in uh, volleyball. Your school, Jackson, won another Federal League championship earlier this week. So the the Polar Bears, uh, despite a number of players' loss from last season, yeah. they were able to recoup, come back, and win, what, 19 Federal League titles now this season, which is crazy. Is that what the number is? That's what it says. Wow. Mary Kay Agonia has oh, of course. A, done a phenomenal job. She took over years ago before when I was at Jackson it was Jeff Wallach and uh, he was one of the few coaches at a school that was not a teacher you know most most coaches are teachers and so it was always I think you honestly Mitch at the time I think he was the only one at Jackson that right was, that was a head coach of a program not a teacher so it was always like bizarre but you're talking about he really helped put and it wasn't just him but put the volleyball program on the map but also statewide I mean this is a team that was going to states every year every other year when I was in high school and they were running into Mount uh, Notre Dame, which is an all girls school, private yes. school in Cincinnati, by the way, that's still one of the most, and I, I mean this in a very good way when I say terrifying, 
uh, student sections I've ever seen before at the uh, Nutter Center in Dayton. They had four whole sections of all girls for their student section where we drove three hours down there and our student section was maybe 40 people deep. Wow. And it was just daunting. But you look at that and I think it's contagious, right? I think you look at other schools and programs and, you know, <clears throat> I might be a little bit biased here, uh, but you look at the baseball program at Jackson under head coach uh, Bill Gamble and it just breeds success and you build off year after year after year. And the athletes that come up, see that, and they don't want to be, they don't want to be the people that can't deliver. Right. Like there is pressure, but at the same time, like, you know, that that's also the standard. So you have to rise to that. And so I think when it comes to volleyball, no state championship, I'm going to say yet, because I think this is a program that can absolutely win a state championship, but it has been one of the most steady parts in the athletic department of Jackson high school. And also one of the most steady volleyball programs here, not only Northeast Ohio, but really Ohio. Cause they're constantly Mitch in the regional running or making it to uh, Dayton. If it's still Dayton, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, every single year for volleyball state championships. And it's just crazy to see the consistency there. Absolutely. And we mentioned uh, Hoover's girls making the uh, state tournament in golf. The boys actually just won the uh, boys soccer title in the federal league, which I believe is the first time in their programs. First time outright, I should say. Yeah. So there's that. And then we also had here. Uh, what was it? Uh, the Oh, the green girls won their first ever federal yeah. league title. That's the one we were talking about. And you had a bit of con- uh, connection there. Yeah. So green actually comes into the warehouse where I work. Uh, sports and performance, and uh, they're one of the teams I actually got to train at first this summer. And great group of girls. And then what we also do is, you know, coaches permitting and, and player permitting, any team we train will go to one of their practices and we'll take practice with them and we'll then play them in their sport. We got absolutely killed by them in soccer. <laughs> also, soccer is just not my sport. And But at the same time, hold on. I have a bone to pick with them still. Mm. I was the goalie. Right. Okay. Terrifying, by the way. Yeah. Just terrifying. Sure. I didn't get gloves. Okay. You have hands. Yeah. So do all the other people that play soccer. <laughs> they get gloves. These girls were bending these kicks every which way. I, I had one. Honestly, it was a really great save, but it wasn't a save because I dove. I hit this thing. It goes up. I stand up. It falls behind me. Spins into the net. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Because I mean, I was laying my life out there. I had a couple of coworkers that just, you know, liabilities is what you'd call them. Life. Liabilities. That. One time up and down the field and they were gassed. It's like, guys, I got three girls coming at me. I One, I have no gloves. These girls kick really hard. I don't know what's going on, but that's neither here nor there. I like to think that, you know, my display of playing goalie that day really helped Green capture a federal league title. I, I like that's what we're gonna I like with. that you choose to believe that. The Bulldogs got a 3-0 victory over Hoover this week to improve to 5 and 0 and 1 in the federal league and giving them the outright league title. So congratulations to them once again. Now, we get into what's going on this week in week 9 of the high school football season, which is incredible to think. I mean, the the season has flown flown by and we're getting into some of these matchups here uh that we're going to be getting into first off in Star County because we usually start off there. Um Let's get into some of them because we have the, the matchup between Glen Oak and McKinley, which is interesting right now. I mean, Glen Oak has been a team that's had some of its runs here so far this season against the McKinley squad that is doing everything it needs to do uh, to see, set, set itself up for a federal league championship, which they can win outright if they get this victory on Friday. Yep. Now, you look at what Glen Oak's been able to do so far this year. What is it about their game that 
you think they could expose against McKinley? Like, what could they really de- uh, delve into to try and match up against a McKinley squad that's out otherwise looked like they just have that winning factor that a lot of teams don't this year? I think for Glen Oak, you have the Burt brothers, first off. Two tremendous athletes that can beat you multiple ways. It also allows you to control the clock, right? Mitch, we watched McKinley play Jackson last week, and Jackson's offense, for the most part this year, up until the last three three weeks, has been high-flying, high-powered passing, right? But when you run into a team that's capable of scoring a one play, even if it's lucky, like Coach Hall said last week against Jackson, those two big plays they had, you have to have a, a way to control the clock and mow down and chew the clock and just hold on to that football. Glen Oak can do that where Jackson can't because Glen Oak is able to run the ball effectively. With the Burt brothers, their offensive line is good. I think that's what it's going to take. I also still think, though, that to Coach Hall's point, McKinley just has not been able to play a complete game yet. And they were, I, I don't want to say they were lucky last week, but he said they were more lucky than good, which I think I can agree with that. Right. When you looked at the two two broken plays that, that go for huge gains, one being a touchdown. So if McKinley doesn't have that this week and Glenno can chew up the clock and, and, and score, not at will, but effectively, Glenno's got a really good chance. And that's Lake. Lake is over here taking care of business you know, this weekend themselves, they're over here being the biggest Glen Oak Golden Eagles supporters they can possibly be because yeah. they want a chance to win the Federal League title next week. This is McKinley's last chance to control it their own way. Yes. Well, I should reiterate, McKinley has already won at least a share right. of the Federal exactly. League title. It's not, they, it's not that they have the chance to win or not win throughout right. the they final two weeks. Though. But they, if they win this week, they win it outright. If Lake wins its next two regular season games and uh, McKinley loses tonight because Week 10 against Maslin's an out-of-conference game technically, yep. that uh, will allow Lake to clinch at least a share of the Federal League title, which was, I'm, I'm blanking here right now, last year it was McKinley and Lake who, who yep. tied for the Federal League, yep. so they, they we could see a repeat of the same matchup, or McKinley could win it outright this year after beating them earlier on in the season. I mean, their matchup against Perry this week seems interesting because it's going to be a lot of groundwork. Yeah. A lot of the, I mean, they even write it here, it could be a quick game as much as these two teams run the football. I mean, you got a guy uh, like Nathan uh, Nathan Baker, who's just been dominant on defense so far this year for the Blue Streaks. Kale Jarvis has been doing what he needs to do on offense. It's going to be very interesting to see. And then your Polar Bears take on the 5-3 and three Canton Central Catholic Crusaders, uh, which is going to be interesting because Jackson has kind of been on a cold streak lately. They've lost three in a row. And Central's won five out of its last six. We talked about them earlier in the year, yeah. losing to Perry and then losing the next week. And so far, they've uh, they've been able to recover. Yeah, no, they really have, and that's exactly what you want to see. You want to be playing your best football as the season goes on, especially if you're picking up big-time wins that can eventually catapult you into playoff positioning. When you look at Jackson and their strength of schedule, right, they open up with Menard, and they have that thrilling come-from-behind win over Mayfield, and they play Stowe and, and Green and whatever. It's they got some impressive wins. For Central, this is the game, right? We're, we're Mitch, Central's right down the road from where we're at right now. Jackson's the other way. Like, there's a lot of people that grew up in Jackson that are at Central, or, you know, vice versa. This is a big game. And if Central is able to keep Jackson on this, you know, not style of football they want to be playing, to put it it lightly, this is a huge win for Central if they can get it. And it's also only going to help them when it comes to playoff positioning even more. The Polar Bears have beaten the Crusaders six consecutive games, and they lead the all-time series 19-15. to Also, Jackson is currently ninth in the Division One standings right now for Region 1, uh, which could be big for their playoff positioning. And then Central is seventh in Division uh, 6, 
Region 21. Uh, other games here coming this week, we have Carrollton taking on West Branch. That'll be a good one because West Branch is seven and one, but the but the five and three Warriors have won their last four straight games, averaging over 33 points per game during this stretch. And then, of course, Maslin. Keeping unbeaten, man. They're going to be taking on 4-4 four and four Warren Harding in this game. And the Tigers are coming off uh, their first road game win of the year, 42-7 to seven against Austintown Fitch. Well, I mean, one of their only two road games. Yeah, it's, you know, it, it. and this is not going to be one of them. This is going to be an interesting, I mean, I, I, I think it's going to be a quick game for Maslin. You but, would think, but much like we've talked about with college football, mm-hmm. trap game, right? Are they looking ahead to McKinley? Sure. At the same time, I don't think Nate Moore would allow that to happen. Um mm-hmm. I think Maslin knows what's ahead of them right now. I mean, Mitch, let's keep in mind, there's two phenomenal football teams Mm -hmm. in the greater Canton, Maslin, Akron area. Yeah. Right? Maslin has to keep their foot on the gas to try to get that number one spot because they want to, if possible, get whatever neutral site game it's going to be if they were to play Hoban closer to them than they would Hoban. Last year, let's not forget, that game was played at InfoCision Stadium at Akron. Akron-Hoban, literally about a 10, 15-minute drive. Maslin, I'm not going to sit here and act like it's a far drive at all, right? I mean, we've seen people travel to Mansfield. That's a far drive. Uh, Byers Field, that's yeah. a far drive. So I think this is a game that Maslin needs to come out and really show everybody who they are because the one seed's a blessing and a curse, right? The one seed, you can, you're top dog, you know, you get to kind of have home field advantage when you're in neutral site games for the most part, I'd say. Whether you want to believe that or not as a viewer or listener, that's fine. But at the same time, you got that target on your back. And you know everybody's going to come at you because they want to be the team that knocks out the number one seed. So we'll wait and see. I'd like to think McKin- or Masson, excuse me, uh, I apologize to anybody out there that was offended by that, uh, would be ready for this game and will handle Warren Harding before heading to McKinley next week. Other matchups here for the week. There's a lot of a lot of good teams against a lot of bad teams so far this week. I mean, Canton South plays Tus- two and six Tuslaw, so we can expect the Wildcats to go uh, still remain unbeaten going into that Week Ten matchup against Northwest. Uh, what do we got here? We have a couple of ones from my area. We have well, first of all, I should mention North Canton Hoover versus Green. Both teams kind of floating around just above 500 or at 500 right now. Big game, though, for the Region 7 playoffs, though, between the Vikings and yeah. Green because the Bulldogs sit fourth. They could have a first-round home playoff game if they uh, secure the victory. Hoover's sitting 13th, so they got some work to do if they want to get into these playoffs. Yeah, they really do. Um, so we also have here uh, the two matchups that I have in my area, uh, Sandy Valley against Garraway. The Pirates are unbeaten still in the IVC South. Uh, Sandy Valley just got off a huge win against Claymont, a big blowout win after losing their last two. So they're eighth in the playoffs right now. Uh, in Division 5, Region 17, 16 teams make the playoffs there. So they are still in the mix, but they just want to keep their seating solidified. Um, yeah, so Garraway had a bit of a test against Indian Valley last week. It, it's here. It says here one of the few times this year Garraway didn't have a game won by halftime was against Indian Valley. So uh, that was two weeks ago, excuse me. And then uh, Garraway can keep their. I, I think they'll probably win this game, but Sandy Valley could give them a good first half. And then Malvern, they play winless Tuscarora Central Catholic, and I'll tell you why this is a big game for them. Okay. The seven and for, one Hornets for Malvern. For, yes, okay. for the 7-1 Hornets can clinch a share of the IVC North Division title where they win Friday. However, Buckeye uh, and Newcomerstown can still remain in the race. By the way, this says Buckeye Central. It's actually Buckeye Trail. I'm not going not gonna to 
lean on that. Uh, if Malvern wins against Central Catholic and East Canton outright, then the Hornets are going to win the whole IBC North title. Now, a Buckeye Central play or Buckeye Trail plays East Canton this week, you all and off. Newcomerstown plays Strasburg uh, this week. So those two teams will probably win. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it'll be Malvern if they can win those these next two weeks. We could have uh, we could have a big big uh, week for. The Hornets down there. By the way, I forgot to mention earlier on, we were talking about the volleyball team for Jackson, Mary Kay Dagonia. Check out our uh, interview with her we did a few months back here on the Big Time Sports Podcast show. Yeah. All right. Hey, Star County, it's your friends from the local board of mental health and addiction recovery, and we have a challenge for you. We're asking you to create a new habit and check in on someone every day. Nothing fancy, just a simple text, phone call, or note on social media to ask someone how they're doing. You don't have to be a professional. You just have to ask and then listen. Are you someone who could use a check-in? Text for hope to 741-741 anytime, day or night, or dial 988. Brought to you by Stark County Mental Health and Addiction Recovery. Wendy's without the Wendy's app is like nugs without the sauce. <gasps> or a Frosty without the fries. <gasps> or a hamburger without the fresh beef. No! Level eight. Get the app to order ahead, order delivery, earn free food, and get app-exclusive offers. One app, all the Wendy's. Offer for a limited time at participating Wendy's. Terms apply. App registration required. Fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada. You deserve the best. And at Ferris Chevrolet Buick Cadillac Toyota, that's what you get. We consider you the customer to be part of our family. Anybody can make promises, but when you visit Ferris, you get the Ferris deal from a Ferris wheel. So if you're looking for a car, truck, or van, think Ferris. Think Ferris. Where you matter. You matter. Everyone plays a part. We all have a role. Each of us can make a difference. You do matter, and the best way to have a positive impact is to pay it forward. With each of us helping one another to cope, feel better, and know that we belong. Pass on the positivity today. Tell someone else they matter too. Alt Care. Alt Care, Alt Care. Where you matter. You invest a lot in your home and vehicle purchases. Van Nostrand Young and Associates want you to feel secure should anything happen to those investments. We partner with providers like Grange Insurance and other industry leaders to be sure you're presented with the most complete coverage to fit your needs. Because we're not only here to protect the items you invest in, we're here to protect your future as well. Call Van Nostrand Young Insurance in North Canton at 330-497-1867. Happy Sardiversary with Sarda Rider Anthony. We're celebrating 25 years with our valued riders. And I absolutely enjoy riding the buses. I get to know a few of the drivers, very respectful, very professional, just an all around about good experience. It helps people get to where they're going, disabled, veterans, or people going to work. Thanks to all our riders as we celebrate Sarda 2-5 at Sarda. Where do we go from here? We can go college stuff. We already talked about the, the no, trap game between get high it State, Purdue. Rip, rip last the band-aid off. Okay. Rip it off. Let's go. Okay. Let's do it. So, all right. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about 
the continuing soap opera that is currently the Cleveland Browns right now because this whole thing with Deshaun Watson. Not, first of all, half the, it feels like half the team isn't practicing right now. Joel Batonio was out yes, yesterday. Uh, but okay. Miles Garrett was out yesterday. I, jo- I know that. Joel and Wyatt, I always am willing to give yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the time. Because and Miles said the same. Yeah, I think Miles earns it. Right? And then David and Joe. By the way, David and Joku finally posted on Instagram the other day the picture. I think this was his initial burns. This what this is before like they started to really heal. If you go see that picture of him online, it is terrifying. And the fact that he was able to go it play the next day, it looks almost like it was a Halloween costume. It's crazy. It, and, it's actually it. And I will give him a lot of respect for playing through that. I think he is a uh, a warrior. In terms of like he's played through injuries before, obviously last year when you have a broken wrist as a tight end that has to block in this offense and catch, are you really useful? You're gonna call a guy uh, who's a chief a warrior? I don't think it's the same thing. I'm just gonna leave now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I, I, well, that's the thing because you know, Njoku, he's had his like. Uh, downs as a Cleveland Brown. I mean, who hasn't? But he's uh, he's arguably one of the more consistent guys we have in the offense if we can get him the freaking ball. And that's what leads to the whole thing with Deshaun Watson right now where, like, one guy's face nearly burnt off and he's still going out and playing. By the way, if he's not the invisible man for the Halloween game, if he doesn't come in as the invisible man, this whole season is a, is a wash. Um, but when you see something like that, and, and I'm not trying to compare the two because they're obviously very different, but when you see that compared to the whole thing that's been going on with Deshaun Watson it is kind of frustrating. And I think this is where I have to accept what people have probably already accepted already, but I'm going to have to do it now because I have to make a statement for the show. Deshaun Watson really does like control the Cleveland Browns in a way that is going to be frustrating because a lot of people I've been seeing have talked about his guaranteed contract. And I don't think this is, I don't think this is a factual, um, when I say the fans are saying this, I don't know if this is a factual assessment of Watson as a player and as a person because it's easy for me to say, for somebody to say, oh, he's got his all, of his, he's got his money guaranteed now. He doesn't have to work. First of all, that's kind of disparaging against a, a guy who you don't like. Who maybe he wants to be on the field. Maybe he does want to put out the effort to try and still be a solid quarterback in the NFL. But um, I don't know. It, it's frustrating because you have. He has the amount of, I guess, leeway to be able to, to like make these sort of medical assessments on his own. And because of that, the Browns are really have to kind of scramble to put together a team to face off this week. I mean, they have P.J. Walker, the former XFL MVP, coming in, and now he's officially QB2. And Kevin Savansky confirmed it earlier this week. And, you know... Which I understand, you know, got to give DTR some more time to develop as a as a quarterback after he clearly wasn't ready to face a regular season opponent last week or two weeks ago. But it, it hurts that that this game of all games is the one you have to come back to against arguably the best team in the NFL right now, the hottest team in the NFL right now. So this doesn't really impact. Like they're not going to win. I said it on Tuesday. They're not going to win this week. No, but I, I don't know. I think it's one of those things where. I can accept if we were going to be the team that was heavy underdogs, but I think it's more frustrating now because you don't really know. I don't really know how the dynamic of this team is. And for a team that's been trying to, I think has tried to pride itself on being so transparent and so professional. I'm worried. We're starting to see it unravel a little bit. You are, you are. Well, we don't know for sure. Cause they could rattle off a couple of wins here. 
And I said Tuesday, I don't think Watson should play, right? Because the last thing we need is a guy who has a banged up shoulder trying to play through it. And then also with a liability at left tackle, just getting blown by, by Nick Bosa or insert any of the other dominant defensive linemen the Niners have. Is Kevin Stefanski actually going to have a good plan this time for a quarterback? That's what I want to know. I would hope so. Because if not... We also have to take into account, too, it may not be the, the it just the plan, necessarily. It might just be the players aren't getting what they want done. Now, granted, if the players are kind of left out there to, to dry, then that's one thing. But I, I'd imagine it would look a little more consistent this week rather than what we like, saw against Baltimore. Yeah, if it looks like it did against Baltimore again, then... I think he would. Pro- I think you could probably service P.J. Walker better than you have a fifth-round rookie. That's fair. It just better look better. I'm not saying it's going to result in more points. I'm not going to... But, I mean, last week, he, the disservice that was done to Dorian Thompson-Robinson, I felt like in terms of the game and play calling, 36 passing attempts. Mm-hmm. I know we don't have Nick Chubb the right. rest of the year, but... Jerome Ford has shown you that he's serviceable, and, especially behind this offensive line that's pretty solid at run blocking. But I don't know. Sunday's probably going to be one of those days that I'm really thankful I have NFL red zone. I'm just being <laughs> brutally honest because it might be one that that game is off at halftime. What, yeah. What does the score need to be for you to be like, okay, we lost, but I'm still feeling okay about where we are? Does it have to be? I mean, I, I'm not saying it has to be like 40 to 39, but. I think if the Browns' defense just keeps this offense in check, right? Okay. You think about it. Dallas's defense is this this highly touted defense, right? One of the best in the NFL. Oh, they did this against the Giants in week one. Okay, it was against the Giants. Oh, they did this in week, what? Did they play the Jets already, too? Am I, or am no, I, am not I the Jets, who, no. Who, what other bad team did they play that they took care of, too? Oh, San Francisco? No. Uh, well, they played the Cowboys. Ben- oh, the Cowboys. Um, yeah, they played the Jets. They did? Yeah. That's what I'm thinking of then. Okay, yeah, Like, yeah. oh, wow, they did that. And, you know, then they hit their defense stepped up in the second half against the Cardinals. Cool. Look what happened when they played a team with all these weapons. Explosive offense. A great offensive-minded head coach. I want to see what the Browns can do against this. I don't. I think the Browns are not going to allow San Francisco to score 42 points like they did against Dallas. But they may if the offense keeps doing three and outs. So that's, that's sure. kind of where I'm at. I, yeah. I think I just want to see the Browns. Can the Browns hold this team under 24 points? Yeah. I don't want to see a ton of turnovers. Like you, like you saw from Dallas where three straight, I mean, I don't think they're going to throw three straight interception by that point, by the way, people were saying, Oh, Dak threw three straight interceptions. Yeah. It's because they were so far out of it at that point. All you got to do is start slinging it downfield. I got so frustrated by everybody saying that Dallas was a trash team after that game. Obviously it's the Cowboys. Obviously it's fun to make fun of them when they don't perform on a national stage. And that was one of the hot, most highly anticipated Sunday night games of the year. But it's just that San Francisco, San Francisco's that team right now. I told you Dallas isn't even the best team in their own division. We're going to cut it off there. Thanks. I don't know. We're going through other, some of the other matchups here this week. I mean, there are, I, you mentioned the red zone. Are there any other ones that like you're looking at as like, oh, look at that. First of all, we have a Thursday night game tonight, which I thankfully, no offense to Kansas City, I, I thankfully won't be watching that one. Just because, because uh, I'll, I'll be at, I'll be at the game, I'll be at the Cavs game. So uh, there's that. Um, the only one that I'm seeing here right now. Uh, oh, I, I, there, there's one in here that I think. There's a couple that I think are sneaky good games, right? I think the Colts and Jaguars I'm interested in now. Anthony Richardson probably is not playing, which sucks. He's going to be out for like multiple weeks. Yeah. yeah. So the Browns are probably going to see Gardner Minshew next week, which I'm totally okay with. Lions and Bucks. They're both three and two. The Lions and Bucks I'm interested to see, but Mitch. 
Call me crazy. There's two one and four teams playing this week. The Vikings at the Chicago Bears. Oh, okay. And the Vikings are without Justin Jefferson now for the next four weeks at least. This is a tank bowl, yeah. This, this is the a tank, tank bowl. Yeah. So what if you win this game, you really lost. If you think about it. Because not only did you did, are you separating yourself from the number one pick, it's also a division game too. You could make the claim that whoever loses this game is probably going to trade their quarterback. You would think. Or if not trade him now, they might trade I'd him. I'd say more Vikings than Bears. And I think the Bears would probably trade Fields at some point, maybe in the offseason. Yeah. If they know they have the number one pick and they're going to take Caleb Williams. Williams. Yeah. Well, the mock I saw today has him getting one and two, going Caleb Williams one and Marvin Harrison two. Don't get me excited. Don't get me excited. And I love Justin Fields. We're not even Bears fans. And I love Justin Fields. I'm looking at the camera right now when I say this. Justin Fields, I think, has been done dirty in Chicago. Well, they they never had – Fields and Harrison were never on the field together, right? At at Ohio State? No, no, no. I know know it was Stroud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, no. That's scary. At the same time, the Bengals are 2-3. and They host Seattle, who's 3-1. and so hmm. is this a game the Bengals lose that, that that finally at two and four you're gonna have to just say all right well well they done. won last week against Arizona yeah so I think that was the one when they kind of got their season back on track and if they win against Seattle this week I think they're back in business like I'm not saying they're gonna 100%. Ro- roll off what they did last year but they could probably sneak in as well, but they, if if they win this week you can't that, rule out that they, that's true they can't do what they did last year that's true because the, the division is still weak exactly everybody has losses everyone's beating mm-hmm. each other in, in the division and AFC North. Um, and shoot, if the Bengals win this game and start rolling like they usually do, then I think we just know this is a team that doesn't start fast. And I think this year it obviously had to do with Burroughs calf, yeah. but there's another game on here too. Okay. Patriots at the Raiders. Remember last time the Patriots played at the Raiders? Uh, I do. That was that really weird ending that th- this game is so unimpressive. Was it to me. Jacoby Myers, who is now a Las Vegas Raider that threw that ball backwards and then Chandler Jones picked it up and threw it to the house? Yeah. Yeah. One guy's on the other team and one guy's probably going to a mental institution here. In a yeah. Few one weeks. guy's definitely not playing this week. I can tell you that much. Uh, I mean, look, this, the Sunday night football game, I, NBC should be ashamed that they can't flex this game. Uh, I'm not going to even watch the new Giants with Daniel Jones possibly not oh, playing. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I was look, I was looking at the Monday night. Yeah, matchup. Monday night game. That's why I was like, oh, all right. And then Sunday, I was like, oh boy, the New York Giants at the Bills. Now, what what I, what, what were they thinking? This isn't even like oh, they because both teams were playoff teams last year. And every year, there's a number of playoff teams that don't make it again. And this is going to be an obvious part of it. And the New York Giants not making the playoffs. It's crazy how that Vikings playoff victory, I think, got the Giants like five national games this year. It's if they had not if they had lost that game, people would have forgotten about oh yeah, they had a great year, then they lost. Oh well. But it's because they've fooled people. They fooled them. And I expect the Jets to who have a crap ton of primetime games. You cannot flex games, I believe, until week seven. I don't know what's gonna happen with the Browns, because I'm pretty sure every team has to have a Thursday night game. We play the uh, Jets Thursday night, so that game will probably stay prime time. Okay, but like, I think as far as any Monday night or Sunday night game the Jets have left after Week Seven, you would expect those to be flexed out unless they start to win football games, right? If they if Zach Wilson puts it together and they win football games, they're a good, respectable team. They'll yeah. stay. But if Zach Wilson plays the way Zach Wilson's played in some games, nobody on national television needs to watch that. How many points are the Dolphins? Are the Dolphins going to break the, the single game points record against Carolina? No. No, no, I, I don't think you're going to see them score more than what they did against the Broncos this year. How about Frank Reich's uh, press conference this week? That was something. I didn't even see it. 
You don't know what he, he said? No. It was, it, well, I mean, I, I can pull it up here for the viewers at home, but essentially, I'll, I'll explain it to you. He kind of said, he was kind of explaining the dynamic between uh, the ownership of the Panthers and him this year, because obviously he's the first, young, first year head coach for them, coming over from Indianapolis, and he kind of, it seems, and I'm not, this is all speculation, he kind of insinuated that... Uh, uh, people are saying he insinuated. I'm not saying he actually did, but it seemed it. People said it seemed like he insinuated that Panthers ownership overruled what they wanted to do with the draft and had him take Bryce Young over CJ Stroud. Now it's easy to say that because Bryce Young has looked like a rookie this season, and CJ Stroud is putting up arguably the top rookie seasons we've seen since Cam Newton. But another Panthers quarterback, but. I don't know. That's it's easy to say that right now because the Panthers are trash and the Texans are not like they're not great, but they're certainly keeping their heads above water right now. And who knows what they can do in the future? Um, But I don't know. We see we 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 always talk about this whole thing, and the people brought up the whole um, uh, the Josh McCown clip where they I think they had Stroud uh, at the facilities. And he, he said something along as like, uh, oh, if there's if if when you get here, we'll go to this b- place of business or whatever. And that people that got people thinking, oh, well, the Panthers planned on Stroud. And then because I remember what there was a time where I thought Stroud was going to be the number one guy. And then people were like, no, it's gonna be Bryce Young for sure. But you could have made that argument before the draft. I remember people saying it could be Stroud, it could be Stroud. But we still had those sort of um, rumblings in the back of our mind that no, it's, it was always Bryce Young from the get go. Yeah, I think once they made the trade with the Bears to come up to take number one, you kind of heard it right away. And I think like every single draft, you have these smoke screens, whatnot. But I don't. I I personally didn't think CJ Stroud would be having the type of year he's having this fast. No, especially going to where he went. Right. We talk about Fields. I still think Justin Fields can be a good quarterback, but I think it's like most people. Where do you get drafted? What's the situation mm-hmm. you get drafted to? He's been thrown into a horrible situation. Well, you look at Houston, who's went through two coaches the H- past two years. Yeah, Houston, like, Houston's working its way out of yes, this bad situation. And, and so far, it looks like they finally have an identity of what they're trying to accomplish, right? I said on Tuesday, I think, when we were going through their schedule, Mitch, that's a team that could be a sneaky playoff team. Like, they could potentially make the playoffs because their schedule is so easy. I, I mean, going through their schedule, it's just like, okay, where where's this? where are the good teams at? And there aren't many. Right. So we'll have to wait and see, but... I think looking back, I still think Bryce Young can have a successful NFL career. Yeah, I, I just, I just don't think Carolina has enough around him right now. No, I mean Adam, thirty-three-year-old Adam Thielen is your number one receiver. By the way, I just sent you. We can watch this later on, but we can. Watch, it was the Frank Reich uh, presser from October 9th, so Monday, and then this. These were screen. Uh, you can't see it at home. Maybe you can, but these were screen caps of that visit that Stroud had with Frank Reich with um, Josh McCown. So. Yeah, I, I I don't know. It's one of those things where it's it's speculative for sure, but in time, who knows what's going to happen with them. Um, so there's that. And it is now time for another segment of Fuel Move Recover, featuring Dr. Michaela Iono, physical therapist and president of Advancing Athletics. Doctor, thank you so much for taking the time this week again. Appreciate it, Mitch. So last week we had a conversation about you know certain snacks and drinks for uh, student athletes to to intake uh, before, during, and after uh, their activities. So this week we want to talk about pregame and postgame meals for uh, this conversation. Going into this sort of topic, Doctor, why is uh, how big of a difference does it actually make 
in performance to get this sort of uh, pregame and postgame fuel in you? It's, I think it's kind of stated in the obvious to say that it makes a big difference, right? But more so, the tricky part is is figuring out all the details about why, what, when, how, you know, you should fuel and then, you know, um, the way you might change that based on the circumstances. So just as a reminder, as we do at the beginning of every episode, this is not medical advice. And in fact, I have a team of, well, not uh, two, I have two amazing uh, registered dietitians who work for Advancing Athletics. And so their entire career is dedicated to just helping people with these kinds of things. So don't feel like it's a you problem if you're having trouble figuring out the exact, you know, like balance between all these things. The reason why it makes a big difference is, you know, because um, the demands of the different sports that are being played in any season are so different. So think football, you have one game a week and everything culminates to that. The games are almost always um, uh, in the evening and, or even if they're on Saturdays, you don't have school beforehand. So there's ample time to kind of prep and do things exactly how you want it. Compare that to let's say soccer, you have multiple games per week. And uh, there's a running clock during the game. So you're not going to have a lot of time to refuel during competition. But then you do have a intermission, a break um, during a, a single match versus volleyball, multiple matches per week and very little time to refuel, at least with something whole, uh, something food um, related during you know, between games or like if you get subbed out or whatever versus cross country, typically once a week, but absolutely no time to refuel during competition and most practices because they're out running, doing whatever. And then golf, multiple matches per week. And there's numerous breaks. Um, and then think about the the varied like demands of those sports uh, running high endurance Golf is uh, physical, but also very mental. Football, very physical, um, and perhaps less of the concentration part, you know, relative to, let's say, golf. So, um, and then soccer is really challenging because it's a blend of like both. It's physical and lots of running. So those are just some of the reasons why the way you fuel can make a big difference. And then also we think about our culture, you know, typically, you know, the whole idea about three meals a day. And so trying to encourage athletes to break away from that, or even coaches for that um, standpoint, trying to break away from that. And it's like, you don't have to just fit your fueling into these traditional kind of um, boxes. So when you're kind of taking uh, this sort of stuff into consideration, there's obviously a number of factors that go into how you feel yourself for these events, what are some of those like general like considerations that you might have? Um, I think that the biggest things are how sensitive your stomach is. So like um, I really struggled for a long time with having like almost anything in my stomach when I competed. So I'd like to have a big meal, but it had to be hours and hours before I actually competed. Um, how far you have to travel. So like uh, New Philly uh, High School down here in T County, 
uh, just joined the, what is it? The OCC, right? The, um, they're traveling to Worcester and Mansfield and Ashland for a lot of games. Whereas before when the ECOL was a thing, um, you know, all the teams were almost exclusively in Tuscarawas County. So, um, the amount of time you're having to spend on the road between opportunities to have meals, that's a big part of it. Um, what's your role on the team? What food allergies do you have? Like, do you have GI issues like trouble going to the bathroom, consistency, you know, things like that. So these are all factors that, you know, you want to take into consideration whenever you're trying to decide how to fuel yourself. And uh, I think the other big thing I want to touch on, Mitch, is, um, you know, we talk about it. We talk about fueling. We, we don't talk about food. We talk about fueling because we want athletes and just people in general, again, to appreciate that like your body and mind are like engines or like vehicles that need the proper amount of literal fuel to be able to run. Uh, food has so many emotional and social and um, societal kind of like attachments, you know, to it. And so if you think about food in like the emotional way, it sometimes can be trickier because, you know, everybody has different body composition goals, how their self-confidence, you know, there's things that are occurring beyond simply the sport that you play. So when we talk about food um, uh, or the way you get your energy as fuel, it helps people to appreciate that this is not negotiable. This is absolutely necessary. And you will not, your car will not run well. If you don't put the right fuel in it, it won't run at all. If you don't put any fuel in it and your body should be thought of kind of the same way. And when we talk about these sort of meals that you could potentially have for, let's say the pregame, uh, for example, obviously there are kind of ones that, that immediately come to mind to most people, but what do you mm -hmm. think is the best, uh, practice for uh the pregame meals i encourage everybody to kind of like you know do this self-reflection so think what's the goal so the goal is you need enough food to fuel your your body and mind while you're competing and also uh without leaving you sluggish and kind of feeling like you know like you have to run to the bathroom or whatnot so the focus has to be on energy energy comes from fats and carbohydrates. So the focus is going to be more on the energy source type foods. So, uh, carbs, carbs are not bad. Bad carbs are bad. So eating junk food, sugary drinks and snacks, fast food, chips, those are like bad carbs, but, um, there are lots of things that you can eat that are going to be very healthy for you and very effective as energy sources. So we want a mix of complex and simple carb carbohydrates. So um, something like think about the difference between apple juice and uh, eating a whole apple. So um, apple juice is all the, the solid stuff taken out of it, obviously. And so it's just the, the water and then the substances inside of it, like the simple sugars. So you drink that and you get an immediate burst of, of sugar versus eating an apple. Well, now your body has to get to the sugar after it breaks down all the other stuff. So it releases much more slowly. So having a blend of these things is really important and can be really valuable. Obviously, if the only 
energy source that you had was apple juice, that would have some consequences. Um, even though it's natural, you will still have a sugar spike and a crash thereafter, leaving you feeling sluggish, but for the opposite reason, um, not because you ate too much, but because your body processed all that sugar and now you're having a crash. Uh, you should also make sure you're getting in some fats. Fats are can be thought of as like kind of complex carbohydrates in that they take much longer to break down. Um, they also help you feel full. So you don't have to eat so much. You will actually get more out of what you do eat, but you have to be careful because that can cause some GI issues. Um, if you have the wrong kind or too much fat, that's why eating greasy food doesn't, you know, makes your stomach upset sometimes. Um, and then protein of course is important for muscle function and, you know, building and whatnot. It's not like your body just shuts off muscle building until you're done competing, you know, cause that's the thing that we have in mind. You go to the gym, you work out, you practice, then you go home and have protein. And then that's what builds your muscles. No, that's an ongoing thing that starts as soon as you, you, you're using your muscles. So these are all, um, those are all important in the blend that you use or the type of thing that you use that might be different. So let's say that, um, I'll just give a, like a quick, quick example. You could have uh, a bagel with peanut butter on it. So that has protein from the peanut butter. Peanut butter actually has a lot of sugar in it. Um, that may or may not be a good thing, uh, depending on how much you use and whatnot. Um, so you get some immediate burst from the sugars in the and the peanut butter, you get the protein from the peanut butter, you get the complex carbohydrates from the bagel. And you also get some of the fats from uh, the pro, um, peanut butter as well. So there you're kind of hitting all those things. You get some of the immediate energy from the, uh, I already said that. So the immediate energy from the peanut butter and the longer term energy from the bagel. Okay. Let's say you have a peanut, a tree nut allergy. Well, you could still have, you could still have the bagel and then maybe have a package of tuna and let's say like a piece of fruit. So you're having, you're getting like, again, that blend of things. So um, just appreciating that it needs to be balanced and you kind of have to experiment in order to uh, know what's best for you. So we talked about, you know, the fuel that you have to get in before you go out and, and uh, commit your, to your activity. Then through that activity, you're obviously going to lose quite a bit of what you gain. You might even lose mm -hmm. too much. I mean, we see that a lot of times with athletes and they have to go home and try to refuel themselves afterwards. What would you say are the practices and the sort of considerations for, uh, what after you're done? Yeah, man. I mean, that's why, you know, during football, we weigh the athlete for those of you that don't know, uh, you have weigh in sessions before and after your two a day practices to monitor how much weight you lose. This is also something that they do in like formula one, let's say is that they have the drivers weigh in uh, afterwards um, because some of the rule regulations and then also to understand how much sweat was lost. So um, to guide what you need to replenish, which uh, I thought of that because of Mitch, how Mitch was saying that, you know, sometimes you'll compete and, you know, you completely used up whatever you had, you know? So what's the goal? So you need to eat enough to restore what was lost during the game and continue to like, kind of like work towards your like life goals, you know, whether it's performance or, you know, um, on the field stuff, school stuff, home stuff. So the focus has to be on muscle building and recuperation. 
here's where your protein really comes into play. But the thing that people may not realize is that our bodies are so engineered to not, um, they're so engineered for survival that they want to not burn extra energy as much as possible. So that's why we gain weight so easily because, you know, our bodies don't know the next meal we're going to have. So if we have an excess of calories, we're going to store that for later. Well, that thing is so profound that your body, when it runs out of energy from your bloodstream, it'll actually break down a lot of your muscles to create energy before it, it'll take the fat storages from around your body. And that's even if you have any, depending on your, your body composition. So you need to also have carbohydrates after you finish your competition. But now it's different because now you need that slow kind of restoration of energy so that your body has the energy to be able to rebuild the muscles themselves, which is where the um, the protein comes back in. And then again, you do need some uh, fats in as well. And how much you have of of these three will depend on who you are. Um, you know, the things I just talked about with pregame meals and also like, what's the rest of your day going to look like? Like, do you have, is it a Saturday morning game and now you have the rest of the day or you've got homecoming or, you know, chores or, or whatever. So, uh, those are some of the things that, um, we think about. And then importantly, just remember that you have more flexibility here because if you, either overeat a little bit or you eat something that bothers your stomach a little bit. Well, I mean, you're going to be home or you're going to be not in a competition. So you should be able to like deal with that in case that does happen. And when we talk about these sort of uh, setups for trying to supplement pregame and postgame, are there any particular example meals that athletes should really focus on? Uh, do you have any other considerations of it? Cause I know we talked about like the things you shouldn't put in the mm -hmm. sugary drinks and snacks, the, the, the junk. I mean, what, like you, you go to an athlete or an athlete comes to you and says, give me the best examples of how to fuel up before and after. What do you tell them? Well, um, the first thing is I remind them that just because your sister did well, you know, eating a certain meal doesn't mean that that's the perfect meal for you. Um, that can be tricky because of, you know, families and having to you know, budgets and buying food and meal prep and all these kind of things. So, you know, I encourage them to, you know, find what works for them as best as possible. And you can experiment during the week when you're, or, you know, when you're practicing, I guess, um, to kind of see how your stomach feels because you can run to the bathroom if you have to, you know, or whatnot, um, during practice easier than during competition. Um, but otherwise, you know, I, what, we kind of like to lay out some, you know, some general meal ideas based on what they like, what their preferences are. Like I know somebody who doesn't have a tree allergy, a tree nut allergy, but he just, he just hates peanut butter. So it's like that super convenient, easy thing to have, like, isn't going to work, isn't going to work for him. So again, it's just so individualized. It depends on your sport and whatnot. So I just gave a couple with like, let's say you have that bagel with the peanut butter, you know, like right after school, um, then, you know, you travel to your game, you have a tangerine tangerines, um, have that mix of 
fiber and simple sugars that will give you an immediate energy source, but it's not going to crash you because you your body has to break down the fiber and the solids to get to all of that sugar. Um, but that'll help give you that boost. And then maybe you uh, drink on a uh, sports drink during the game, you know, maybe eat like a protein bar at halftime and then, and then you go home and eat a normal meal. Well, let's say that, you know, like we were just talking about with new Philly, well, you had a game in Mansfield. Well, you got to drive like an hour to just get home or to get back to the school. Let's say if you take the bus and then who knows how long it's going to be before you actually get to actually eat. So a lot of kids just skip it. Um, and that's a terrible idea. So, um, so that's when, you know, maybe you take a protein bar, like pack it in your bag, and then you can have that on the bus ride home. Or, you know, if you guys are carpooling, so that's an example, you know, maybe like steak with rice or a baked potato and a salad afterwards. Again, you, you're getting this blend of, of nutrients from that. Um, the other thing that I was going to say is, oh, just from my own experience. So I would have, so um, the high school I went to, we played most of our games, our football games on Saturday nights. So we could have, we had a massive, like, almost like Thanksgiving style meal, uh, like three hours before the game. So obviously protein with like the Turkey and then, you know, like the stuffing or mashed potatoes would be like that carbohydrate source. And then, you know, like either some salad for, you know, some fiber and, or some cranberry sauce. And that's like, some of those immediate sugars. So as I go to the stadium and I start doing my warm up, I already have energy to like be able to go. And then that it was so such a blend of complex foods that it was able to fuel me for the game. I never really felt hungry uh, during the game. I was able to just drink, you know, a sports drink um, during the game and usually felt okay. So um, I, I, so that's an example from my own life. And then we would go out to eat afterwards, you know, um, so the other considerations that I have that I just want to touch on is generally speaking, no food is bad. We're talking about trying to get the best food in you, but we don't want you to become so obsessive about the proper fueling that you actually do harm to your own, to your own body. Um, and so that's actually something that some people struggle with, struggle with. It's called orthorexia and people know anorexia, but orthorexia is becoming an established um, issue that people deal with. And essentially it's that you are so obsessed with eating well that you actually choose not to eat because you don't want to eat the wrong thing. And so these kids end up getting themselves malnourished. And these are issues that can happen in boys and girls. The next thing. So absolutely. If you have any, we'll talk about contact info in a sec, but um, when we wrap up, but um, uh, that's not normal. If you're seeing that, in your athletes, whether it's your children or the ones you coach, um, you're also, you'll start to notice like brain fog, uh, like they're having trouble concentrating. Um, they start crashing after practice, like just is underway. And that's a sign that they're also under eating, you know, or obviously if you see almost like a decline over the, throughout the season, um, like it's not that strenuous, like you should feel relatively okay for individual games. If not, you're not sleeping well, you're not eating well, you know, something else is going on. Um, so obviously food is the one part that we're talking about currently. Then 
uh, two other things. The next thing is a lot of people have started to take pre-workout. Uh, pre-workout is a supplement you can buy at, um, you know, um, the, the various, um, what are they called? Like GNC kind of places. Not like vitamin shops. Like yeah. Vitamin shops. Supplement yeah. stores. Yeah. Supplement stores. Yeah. Thanks. So, um, the biggest thing that it has is, uh, like caffeine and energy boosters. And so a lot of people feel super jacked up that, um, whenever they go into their competition, but then they have this crash. And so a lot of people feed off of either pre-workout or caffeinated beverages in order to give them their energy, but it's, it's fake. It's not real energy and you're going to crash and you're not going to perform. You might be able to do that in the short term, but eventually there is a, there is a consequence. Now you, your argument might say, I play better with it. It's like, okay, yeah, maybe uh, you do. Maybe you think you do, but you could play even more better if you, even uh, took care of these things by eating well and whatnot. Um, the there was one, there was I thought of a third thing that I wanted to say. So maybe it'll come to me as I wrap up my final topic here. Is uh, body composition should not be the focus, um, especially in this age group. Um, people can really, into, athletes can really be harmed by putting an emphasis on what they look like rather than how they perform. So we're all different and, um, yeah, we're all under societal pressures to look a certain way, but it's really important to, uh, celebrate and emphasize what athletes can do well, rather than trying to get them to change what they look like in order to perform a certain way. So, um, you know, one way to get, to be more explosive. Well, so some people might say you need to be more explosive. So you need to lose some weight. Well, what we would say is you just need to get stronger. And then as you get into better shape, your body composition usually changes for the better. And um, if you aren't training well and fueling yourself well, then you're going to really struggle with um, achieving these, these kinds of kinds of things. And it can be, it can really, really wreck. I've worked with some young athletes with just the most heartbreaking stories because coaches, parents, peers have really pushed them to change what they look like in the name of uh, performance. And it's just, it doesn't have to be that way, nor should it be. Uh, where can people who may be uh, seeking out services such as yours be able to find you or Advancing Athletics? Thanks for asking, Mitch. So um, just like every week, if you have any uh, questions, comments about what we discussed, you can reach me directly, recover at advancingathletics.com. You can follow me on X or uh, Instagram at Michele Iono, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-I-O-N-N-O, and find Advancing Athletics on Instagram and Facebook. That is Michele Iono of Advancing Athletics. Thank you so much for the time. Thanks, Mitch. Vive Auto Sales, located on West High Avenue in New Philadelphia and Cleveland Avenue in Canton, is a used car dealership committed to getting financing for everyone. We give every customer that walks in our showrooms a prime buying experience, no matter their credit score or financial situation. Current inventory can be viewed at www.wefinancenow.com. Check out our Facebook pages for the most up-to-date information about upcoming events and promotions happening at Vive Auto Sales. Are you trying to increase your speed, quickness, vertical leap, and agility? If so, NST Sports Performance is for you. NST trains athletes ages 5 through pro. 
NST designs each program specific to the athlete's needs, goals, and sports. For more, visit nstsports.com. Locations in North Canton and New Philadelphia. It's nstsports.com. If you're looking for a new or pre-owned car or truck, why not see the Parkway Auto Group? Parkway is a special group of automotive experts with eight brands to satisfy your needs. Come see the difference at the Parkway Auto Group on Commercial Parkway in Dover. Eight brands and one family. It's Parkway Auto Group. The Furby Electric Supply Company has bright ideas for your home. Save money by converting to energy-efficient electrical products or add ambiance with beautiful lighting features. It begins with a professional consultation and a visit to the Furby Lighting Showroom. Then certified Furby contractors complete your project right and on time. Since 1934, four generations have built a reputation of quality and trust, and they offer emergency services too. Just visit Furby.com. That's F-U-R-B-A-Y. The Furby Electric Supply Company. It takes a lot of practice to have a winning team. Alban Title has over 100 years of combined experience handling real estate, title, and escrow transactions. They serve Tuscarawas, Stark, Carroll, Harrison Counties, and more. So choose Alban Title for your next home refinance, sale, or purchase. They'll get it done quickly and professionally. Contact Alban Title at 330-334-5800 or visit their website, albantitle.com. Let them put their experience to work for you. We all have 206 things in common. Our bones keep us up and moving. And we at Cleveland Clinic Union Hospital care about every single one of them. From the tip of your finger to a brand new hip, our orthopedic experts will keep you going while keeping you safe. For every break and breakthrough, for every bone and joint, for every care in the world, get the care you need when and where you need it. Visit unionhospital.org. Fall is in the air and part-time career enhancement courses at Buckeye Career Center are on the horizon. Registration is now open for introduction to beekeeping, basic small engine repair, and sign language. These part-time offerings run on Tuesday evenings and begin in November. Let Buckeye Career Center help you learn a new skill or advance your current skill set. Call 330-339-2288 for more information or to reserve your seat in one of these or our other part-time classes. Have you checked in on someone yet today? This is your reminder. A simple text, call, or message. You don't have to be a professional to check in. You just have to ask and listen. Are you someone who could use a check-in? Dial 988, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. A message from Stark County Mental Health and Addiction Recovery. Uh, we wanted to talk, what else we wanted to talk about here? Um, we'll do baseball stuff here because I want to save the best thing for last. Last night was depressing on a number of fronts i think every single no, two of the three games were clinching and then one of them was to set it up for game four we'll start start with this one i mean the phillies phillies might be going back to the world series man after what we saw yesterday six home runs which i think was a playoff record for them it, it's it to bryce harper hitting two of them it really is like a team that just knows how to figure it out when it becomes the postseason. Yeah. Even against an Atlanta team that, you know, for all the talk we've had through this year, and I thought they were going to the World Series this again, I, I don't know what it is about these big juggernaut regular season teams that just can't quite turn it on come playoff time. Especially when you look, this is a team that I believe set the record for highest slugging percentage mm-hmm. in Major League Baseball history, the Atlanta Braves. 
and they aren't even in the same realm as the Philadelphia Phillies. And that's really before even last night, Mitch. The Phillies are out slugging them, and it's not even close right now in terms of home runs per team. I got to thinking last night, though. I wasn't able to watch the beginning of the game, but I do have one of these things right here called a uh, smartphone. Yeah. And uh, you can go on there and find a lot of things, including highlights as soon as they happen. Bryce Harper's him. And you always, I think, especially for me, being a baseball guy, when the whole free agency situation happened and he left the Washington Nationals, Mm -hmm. and the Nationals turn around and win the World Series the next year, you're like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, you're like, make a mistake. That's what I'm saying. I remember that. And then last October, he made up for it, I think, personally, right? That Phillies team, I don't think anybody expected to go to the World Series, let alone make it a good World Series, mm-hmm. which they did. They are, in my opinion right now, number one of teams I wouldn't want to face because it's like they know, hey, let's just get there. We'll turn it up a notch. doesn't matter who we're playing. We have guys in here that can beat you throughout our lineup, and they've shown that so far. Trey Turner's played well. Nick Castellanos had two home runs last night. Bryce yeah. Harper had two home runs last night. Kyle Schwarber has yet to hit one. In, huh. in uh, this series, I believe. Yeah. And this is a guy that hits postseason home runs a lot. Sure. Bohm, Marsh, I, this team, Real Muto, this team is just fun. And it got me thinking. When Bryce Harper was in Washington, mm-hmm. it was who's better between him and Mike Trout. And I think for a while, it was always Mike Trout. Yeah. And I think now... You can still say it's Mike Trout, but I think a lot of people are saying Harper. You know why? Because uh-huh. we get to watch one guy perform in the playoffs while the other guy sits at home on his couch every single year. <sighs> and one player does not win baseball games. I understand that. Trust yeah. me. I totally get that. But what do we have to do to get Mike Trout on a team that can make the playoffs? Because I, I think he I can do exactly know. what Bryce Harper is doing too. And I think that would be the greatest thing for baseball. Both him and Otani, may I add. I just wonder, like, what if, what if Trout moved? to a different team, and and he went to Atlanta. Like, what if it was Mike Trout versus Bryce Harper right now? How much fun would that be? It, it's a disservice the Angels are doing. We shouldn't even be talking about the Angels because it's playoff baseball, and they're nowhere near the playoffs. Playoff baseball and, and the Los Angeles Angels usually don't go in the same sentence together. But Bryce Harper right now, especially after the whole comments. And I want to get your, I want to get your opinion on this. Cause I know how, how much more you're involved with the media in terms of covering games and everything. Well, you're like, you're one of the Cavs tonight. You've yeah. Been, you've obviously been in locker rooms before sure. with the guardians, the whole Orlando Arcia mm-hmm. comment. So game two, that, yeah, that, that wonderful, that wonderful ending, right. Just for baseball fans in general. Yeah. Uh, Harper getting doubled up at first and Arcia. Apparently we didn't get, talk about that last episode. No, and I don't think it was really out there yet. We talked about it. Now it's out there. And uh, then last night, Bryce Harper hits that home run. Mm-hmm. And, oh, he's staring down Arcia. Then he hits that skyscraper moonshot right. to center. And he stares at him again. Yeah, the picture. And it's a great picture, by the way. Whatever photographer got that picture, kudos to them. Because mm-hmm. it's a phenomenal picture. If you haven't seen it, just go uh, look at ESPN or Sports Center or Baseballer, I believe is another account I follow that has this picture, and there it is. As Mitch is going to hold it up a little bit. No, I, 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 I yeah. As petty as people can be, 
things like that fire people up. Sure. And it sure enough, it woke up Bryce Harper. And and the last thing I'll say on this in regards to game two and him getting double off first, it was a lose lose situation for Bryce Harper. Because if that ball gets dropped and he is not where he's at around the bases and he doesn't score, he's getting crucified. Ronald Acuna Jr. was there if that ball drops. I don't know if Bryce Harper scores. I really don't because Acuna we know has a cannon, right? We know that ball's getting in there oh, if that okay. ball drops in game two. Eh. And everyone's like, oh, you can't be that far off first base thinking it's going to get down. No. How he got we, doubled up. We, yeah. And it, it took it took an insane catch, yeah, insane throw, and then, like I said, Jeter-esque, a guy being at a spot you're not trained to be in, in Austin Riley, mm-hmm. making a terrific throw. So I'm not upset with Bryce Harper. No. And you know what? He made up for it. He made up for it in game three. Two sure bombs, did. a solo shot, a three-run shot. It's like he's made up for it. But Mitch, he is now, I truly believe, become one of the main faces of baseball when it comes to playoffs and big moments. I still remember his home run last year to, to put the Phillies ahead of the Padres in the NLCS. And I just think the Phillies right now have this this wave they're riding. And I wouldn't want to face them. And Atlanta's throwing Strider tonight in game four. So they're going to give everything they have trying to push us back to Atlanta. But yes, if you're the Phillies, I think in the back of your mind, you know, you don't have to exhaust all options. Mm-hmm. You know, you already won in Atlanta. So if you go back there, you have confidence. And I don't know how much the Braves can get up for this game because Matt Olson's done nothing. Ronald Acuna hasn't done a whole lot. You look at the Dodgers, Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman combined for one hit in that three-game uh, sweep where they got swept by the Diamondbacks, and it was an infield single. Some of these big players from all season long, Olsen leading the league at home runs, Mitch, some of these guys aren't coming up right now. And it's kind of, not bizarre, but it's just like, why? Why is it? And some guys are made for this moment. Right now, in the past two postseasons, I think it's safe to say Bryce Harper's made for the playoffs. He might be. You know, who's also made for the playoffs that we haven't talked about much, and we should. The Arizona Diamondbacks. Yeah, yeah they are. Yeah, I... Again, I could not have told you maybe three or four players on this Diamondbacks team before the playoffs started, and now they are four wins away from their first World Series appearance since 2001. So, look, Kelly and Gallon have been pitching very well. You have uh, Corbin Carroll is probably going to be the National League Rookie of the Year, and 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 this team is just being able to they outslug the Dodgers. They hit four home runs in one inning, which is a playoff record, yeah. and two records and, last night. Two rec- yeah, two records. I was going to say, um, yeah. First of all, it's frustrating to see the Dodgers just kind of piss away another season, and that's giving people that's giving the 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 Mickey Mouse tw- uh, season crowd more ammunition. And I don't want to do that because every team had to play under the same conditions back in that year where the Dodgers won the World Series. That was probably the most even it was ever going to be. Yes, the most control. It was, everything was for the most part controlled. Everybody was on the same playing level in terms of your list as the home team, but you're playing neutral site games for the most part. Um, you know, the Tampa Bay Rays had to go through everything that the Dodgers did too. To a degree, I always joke around about that too. But at the same time, I don't crown it as a Mickey Mouse ring. But when you look, and the Dodgers now have had 100-plus win seasons for three straight years, they're 7-12 and 12 in the playoffs in those past three seasons. There's an issue there. What the issue is, I'm not sure. Uh, it's, I, it's, it's very bizarre. Well, this year I think the pitching was down. They only really had two reliable starters in Kershaw and maybe Bobby Miller, and both of them completely flamed out in their two matchups. So when you're down 0-2, it's very hard to come back, especially when you're on the road. And, uh, yeah, the, the offense just didn't get it going. Betts didn't get it going. Freeman kind of didn't have it. But, yeah, it's just another year where the Dodgers don't get it on. And, and another and again, it's, it's the same thing as last year where the Phillies take on this upstart National League West team. 
And then the Astros make it again. The seventh straight year they're in the ALCS, which is awesome. Cool. But I called it. Didn't I call it? You did call All it. All Texas ALCS. I called that. I'm so proud of myself for that. Um, you called that a while ago, too. I did. Let it was me, like two me, months. This man did call that a while ago. Now, to be fair, Texas did go on a slide in September to the point where we wondered if they might even make the playoffs. Yeah. But Astros beat the Twins. Rangers just flamed out the Orioles. Texas is on a tear in these so, playoffs. I'm glad you mentioned flamed out the Orioles. I think the Baltimore Orioles are a very good baseball team. I do, too. I think it comes down to one of two things. Mm-hmm. Were they young? Yep. What was the difference between the Orioles this year and the Guardians last year? Guardians being the youngest team in baseball last year, making the playoffs, winning the wild card round. Manager. Mm. Right? Terry Francona has been there, done mm. that, won two World Series. He kind of, and this is not a shot at, I don't even know who the Brandon heck. Hyde. Brandon Hyde. This is not a shot at Hyde. You had one guy who's been there. You've had one guy who's experienced the highs, the lows of everything about playoff baseball. Hyde, not so much. Orioles are going to be fine. I know it sucks. You don't want to see it. Mitch, it's hilarious too, because I know you and I can both do this and we can go in and look and and search, you know, Facebook pages and Twitter pages of, you know, Baltimore Orioles fans and one guy saying, wow, thanks for winning the division for you to hurt us like this. Never win the division again. Like, okay, calm down first off. Mm -hmm. Okay. Gave you guys a great season. We kind of expect Baltimore to be good. I don't think we expect them to be as good as they showed us this year. This is a team that's going to be really good for the next five, six years. Okay. Probably. Baltimore typically doesn't spend the money, but they have so many pieces. They're going to have to spend the money. You cannot let somebody like Adley Rutschman, who's going to be one of the top three catchers in baseball. When the time comes walk. And uh, what's the catcher's name again? Uh, Rutschman. Or, uh, not him, but the other Gunnar Henderson. Yeah. Gunnar Henderson. You also have Matt holiday son coming up through your, mm. your ranks. That, that was remember We talked about that earlier this yep, year. We did about, could we see a rookie be on a playoff roster? This team is going to be good. They're probably a few moves away, both bullpen-wise, starting rotation-wise, and filling in a couple pieces here and there. They'll be back, but I really think that when it came down to the Orioles, it was the difference in managing because the Guardians last year is the youngest team in baseball, got in, won the wild card round, and took the Yankees to game five. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because you had a Hall of Fame manager there who has two World Series wins, who has been in the playoffs almost every single year he's been a manager, and could help guide those guys where Hyde, for the most part, couldn't. Mm-hmm. And it's not not going to hide. But the Orioles will be fine. But Texas, they're hot. Yeah. Right? Just get in is is the goal. And now Scherzer may be back. Hmm. That's what possibly. You, possibly. It's not, not for certain, not set right, stone, right. so I don't want to put that out there. But what I would do to see a Scherzer versus Verlander matchup and then just to know all the Mets fans are crying somewhere right now because oh. their team sucked and – they traded both those guys that were supposed to help them oh. in the World Series this year. I'd love to see the TV ratings. Do you think people in New York are watching or not? Well, the Knicks are about to start up here soon. Um, hockey's back in action. Football is not very good. It, it, it could go either way. It could go either way. Uh, you mentioned. We mentioned, by the way, I, meant, I wanted to mention that this is the first time that 200-plus win teams have been swept out of the division series in one year. Dodgers and the Orioles, which is something. Yeah, uh, yeah, and the Orioles. I think the, I think this will be a competitive team. I just wonder if they might have missed an opportunity with um, uh, the Yankees and Red Sox not in it this year because they can obviously spend in an off season to get their team back on track. Whereas, yeah. whereas Baltimore, someone mentioned the um, on Twitter mentioned the Albert Bell contract uh, early, uh, earlier this week, and uh, what was it? I don't know if it was like a fully guaranteed deal. But it was so much money that 
it burned the Angelos family apparently from ever wanting to like sign long term talent ever again. Yeah. Well, I mean, which, which they did with Chris Davis, but that also flamed it out. So that's neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, we're hoping that the Orioles can do some good in the future because that's a team that's been out for a while and they deserve it. They They're deserve a fun the success. Team too. Sure, They're fun. Yeah, fun team. But it's good to see a team like Texas in it this year. Bruce Bochy, if he he could he he could lead his third World Series team ever, like his third team to a World Series. He really might like. I know he was one of the all-time managers in Hall of Fame. Bound. He really might be one of the all-timers. Like it yeah. really is surprising to see how he's skyrocketed as a manager. I mean, even for the last fifteen years. What's really bizarre is every year he was with the Giants, they won the World Series. Even year, it's an odd number year now. Yes. So it's like which, can't, is, which is what made the Cubs run in twenty sixteen more interesting because when they the the Giants were up in the ninth inning of that game. And I thought, oh, here we go. And then Cubs came back and won yep. that division series game. But enough about baseball. We got to we got to no. start doing this whole thing. Not enough about baseball. We That's true. Have, I'll we, give you that. We You're wearing a baseball it. shirt there. Uh, I don't have a baseball thing on me, but yeah. We have a baseball hat on. No, it's basketball. Yeah, but it's a hat. It's most, a snapback. Most, most people. You don't wear baseball. snapbacks in baseball. I mean, I guess you did. We tried to my senior year. We tried to. Oh, I would not have. We weren't allowed, dude. Especially with those like. Belts they could have broken, they could have gotten dirty. Like that's not. Vintage caps are always best for on field. We had some pretty cool. I'm sure they were, but yeah, we were always a fitted team. Um, First of all, have you checked in on someone yet today? This is your reminder: a simple text, call, or message. You don't have to be a professional to check in. You just have to ask and listen. Are you someone who could use a check-in? Dial 988, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. A message from Stark County Mental Health and Addiction Recovery. Wendy's without the Wendy's app is like nugs without the sauce. <gasps> or a Frosty without the fries. <gasps> or a hamburger without the fresh beef. No! Level A. Get the app to order ahead, order delivery, earn free food, and get app-exclusive offers. One app, all the Wendy's. Offer for a limited time at participating Wendy's. Terms apply. App registration required. Fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada. You deserve the best. And at Ferris Chevrolet Buick Cadillac Toyota, that's what you get. We consider you the customer to be part of our family. Anybody can make promises, but when you visit Ferris, you get the Ferris deal from a Ferris wheel. So if you're looking for a car, truck, or van, think Ferris. matter. Everyone plays a part. We all have a role. Each of us can make a difference. You do matter, and the best way to have a positive impact is to pay it forward. With each of us helping one another to cope, feel better, and know that we belong. Pass on the positivity today. Tell someone else they matter too. Alt Care. Alt Care, Alt Care, where you matter. You invest a lot in your home and vehicle purchases. Van Nostrand Young and Associates want you to feel secure should anything happen to those investments. We partner with providers like Grange Insurance and other industry leaders to be sure you're presented with the most complete coverage to fit your needs. Because we're not only here to protect the items you invest in, we're here to protect your future as well. Call Van Nostra and Young Insurance in North Canton at 330-497-1867. 
happy Sartiversary with Sarta Rider Anthony. We're celebrating 25 years with our valued riders. And I absolutely enjoy riding the buses. I get to know a few of the drivers, very respectful, very professional, just an all around about good experience. It helps people get to where they're going, disabled, veterans, or people going to work. Thanks to all our riders as we celebrate Sarda 2-5 at Sarda. You need to remodel your bath? You need JR Bath Company. Trust in the quality of JR Bath. It's fast, it's safe, and it's affordable. Call today at 1-800-664-2284 or go to jrbath.com. Finally, before we get to this thing, shout out to you, by the way, for bringing in uh, the B blueberry biscuits from Bojangles this week. I actually, tr we tried the Bojangles that just opened on uh, in Belton Village for the first time. Pretty solid, I would say there, and uh, we'll get to this thing in a little bit, but I want to I want to save it here for now. I want to bring in something that we talked about off air. Okay, so we had this thing uh, planned for the last uh, 12 hours or so because I think it was an announcement on Wednesday, maybe Tuesday, because I'm going to the Cavaliers game tonight, there was a thing that kind of caught me off guard from the Cavaliers' social media pages this week where they announced a partnership with Coca-Cola and that Coca-Cola is now going to become the official beverage sponsor at Cavs games this year. That threw me for the hardest of loops. Because if you know me, if you know, I think we might have talked about this on here at some point before, I am a staunch supporter of Pepsi. And this is not... Any sort of shot taken towards the Cleveland Cavaliers organization is not taking any stretch towards uh, the Coca-Cola company. You guys do what you got to do. Make your business moves. Do what you got to do. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of fans that are going to be uh, loving the fact that yeah, Coke is now at Cavs games this year. Not going to disparage any of you. The reason we're doing this this week is because we got into a whole thing on Twitter direct messages about the kind of drinks that are good in society and those that are absolute swill. And this man that's sitting across from me thinks that he is the beverage connoisseur, much like he thought that uh, uh, frosted cookies that you get in a package were trash. They are. My gift to you for our 100th episode. Um, he thinks that we can... He thinks that he would win a certain taste test that we can do. So we got these drinks today here. We have an ice-cold, delicious can of Pepsi in a... 16-ounce uh, 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 beverage container that looks like an energy drink. And then I got the small Coke here because he's got to go back to work here pretty soon. And uh, we, we got me these cups. These were, these were from the gas station. I'm not going to say which one. These are Pepsi glasses, so I'm not trying to make this an advantage for me. But uh, we're going to try this whole thing here. And I'll give you your cup in a second. I'm trying to, like... I have, first of all, I have the cups on my laptop right now, which I don't want to... I'm not going to pour it onto my laptop here in a bit, but I want to, like... Get this thing for you. Thank you. Almost fizzed up right on me. There we go. All right, so there's Coca-Cola. I'll give you a little bit there just for you to sample. And then I guess the, the thing is, since I only have two cups, uh, we might have to we might have to fill it up in the same cup. So we might be putting Coke and Pepsi in the same container, which I don't know if that's going to complicate things. So that's Coke for you. There's Coke for me. Actually, you know what? Here, give me that one back because that's a bigger um, sample size because... Uh, yeah, just take that one from behind your computer there. That one's a smaller one for you because I don't want you to ingest a whole bunch of coke uh, right before you have to go back to work. Um, that wasn't that wasn't that wasn't a uh, that wasn't a pun. That wasn't a innuendo. 
First of all, take me in, into your take. Why do you think Coke is the better of, of the two colas in the cola wars? I like the fact that it's more – Coke obviously has different uh, varieties in terms of, like, the actual Coke, much like Pepsi. Yeah, they've like, got V3000 no, no, that they've no, no, been I'm, I'm peddling out. Like vanilla, Starburst. Vanilla, uh, cherry. Pepsi literally does the same thing. I know. I just I, – hey. Yeah. We, I get I, heated on this, as you couldn't I, tell. I like the vanilla-based there, – there's still that slight vanilla-based – taste i think in a regular coke okay where this is more of a fruity taste for pepsi i think i'd rather have vanilla base than i would you know, okay fruit type and, and keep in mind there are certain drinks of cokes that i think are better than pepsi's like i think coke zero is better than pepsi max or pepsi zero i think that um no i think diet pepsi is way better than diet coke no, so uh, that's that's, where that's, that's that's where i'm right that's, i know i'm right that, those are fighting words no, uh, I could to... make the argument that cherry. I know that cherry Coke's more iconic, but if you didn't go to a Pizza Hut and get a wild cherry Pepsi growing up, you didn't live as a kid. You Pepsi, as Pepsi a kid. has the most superior drink in terms of Dr Pepper. Oh, okay. See, so, so this is where we get into some uncharted territory here. I mean, I got, we could do partnerships because Coke has Sprite, Pepsi. I think has Moon Mist, or whatever they're calling it now. Um, they do have Dr. Pepper though. I'll give you that. And then, uh, yeah, so we're taking, I'm taking the Coke here. Standard classic, classic drink. Obviously I've been to the world of the world of Coke, which is in Atlanta. Very cool experience. You get to go around, like see all the different histories and stuff. You get like a free drink at the end, which is cool. Taste test, which is what we're doing right now. And I'm going to maybe regret this in a little bit. All right, let's get to the good stuff here. I I also had to take into account too, like the can versus the bottle. First of all, let me get this in here. Oh, it's just so satisfying. Oh. There we go. What 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 are you what are you moaning about? That was really good coke. Thank you. Uh, let me just get this here, and then um, get this. Uh, here we go. Yeah, this might like we're mix. We're essentially mixing cokes now, which is uh, this is this is this is this might go down south fast. But let me taste this here. Oh, that's sweeter blend. Oh, that that's just no. Come on, man. No. Come on. You really say, you're gonna sit here and say that Coke is the better of the two. I mean yeah, not, again, nothing against Coke. Especially Diet Coke. Okay. No, no, yes, no, 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 yes, no. Yes. Diet Coke just tastes it almost tastes like nothing. It might as well be R C Cola. No, listen. If you're out there, you know. If you want an ice cold pop, you're going to McDonald's and you're getting a Diet Coke because they have the best Diet Coke. Oh, drinks. God. First of all, if you're going to McDonald's, you're getting the ice cold Sprite because that is liquid electricity. Okay? You're not going – I mean, you could go there for a Coke. You're, you're going to go there for a regular Coke, too. You're not going for a Diet Coke. No, I go for Diet. I go for Diet Coke. You know they have Coke Zero there now, too. Diet Coke is just so good. First of all, Coke Zero is better than Diet Coke, first Diet of Coke all. Diet Coke is superior. It's not really. And by the way, Pepsi's not even trying with these uh, – these BS flavors they have now, like this Supernova V3000. Now, I know we have, like, the Nitro thing where it's basically you have to pour the thing downwards in order for it to fully fizz, but that's that's neither here nor there. Um, we got to get you got the people in on this. Pepsi or Coke, which is better. I mean, like, I, I can even take us back to the, to the Cola Wars back in the day, the Pepsi Challenge, when Pepsi literally started kicking Cokes behind in sales, so Coke had to reformat their formula and they called it New Coke, and it bombed spectacularly. So they had to go back to the classic. Pepsi scared them, man. They scared them, but now Coke's back on top. Well, Coke might be the number one seller in here, but the whole thing here that we were basing it on is taste. And Pepsi tastes better Coke than tastes Coke better. for the most part. Coke Again, tastes better. Coke Zero is better than Pepsi Zero. 
Cherry Pepsi is better than Cherry Coke. Uh, I don't really drink the vanilla very often. I don't really know how I have a much of a, an opinion on that one. Well, I don't really need vanilla for Coke because you have the vanilla base in there still. Where Pepsi, you have to try to get vanilla Pepsi because they just are all about that fruit flavor in there. What, 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 is, what is that? What is that little? What is that little comment in the end there? They're all about that fruit flavor. Take just, another, take this here. First of all, there's a fruit flavor in cola in, in Pepsi too. It's literally just a sweeter. Coke is more bold flavor, but Pepsi. I want the is bolder flavor. All right. I mean, you ever seen that one thing? By the way, this happened a few years ago on Twitter, where apparently this might be a thing in the South. First of all, first of all, first of all, speaking of the South, Bojangles, why don't you turn your camera over and see right here this Pepsi brand on Bojangles? You literally have to get Pepsi when you go there. I got lemonade. Oh, still lemonade. Lemonade. We're not talking about lemonade here. Lemonade. Lemonade versus iced tea. We'll do one day. Um, but look, Bojangles has Pepsi. Trying to think of the places that have Pepsi. Pizza Hut has Pepsi. Does Taco Bell have Pepsi? I think they do. Yeah, because they have... No. Some places yes. have... Yes, some, they do. Yes, they some do. places have both at the same time. Do they really? Yeah. Some places do have both. I don't... I don't uh, no, I don't recall a lot of fast food places that have both Pepsi and Coke. I know that they have those, like, fancy um, soda fountains where... Um, you know, they do the thing where it's like you can pick whatever you want, put the flavors in, whatever you want. That's a whole other thing there. But, no, I got I to gotta take another drink of this. Oh, that's nice. Oh. And maybe I'll, I'll, I'll do one more taste of this, um, of the Coca-Cola, just to make sure that I'm not crazy. I've always wanted to try new Coke. Just to see what it tasted like that it got everybody so up in arms over... I'm sure it was probably the exact same thing, and they changed the can, which has got which got people upset too. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much where I stand on that. Pepsi is better. I know he disagrees on that. We want to get your guys' thoughts on it. Uh, again, it's we're not we got Pepsi cups here. We're not trying to like. I didn't want this to be a placebo effect, where people. It's like that thing in marketing where, like, even though we're drinking Coke, we show it shows Pepsi on there, and it gets people wanting to go get a Pepsi. That has happened before on me, like many, many times. But that's the thing too. When I go, when I went to Cavs games last year to cover, we would get like a little thing to go to the concession stand, and I would always, always, always go to what's the what's the what's the uh, what's the pizza stand at the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse called? You know what I'm talking about next to the tacos? It's not Dante's, is it? No, that's Progressive Field. Uh, what what's the Cavs Pizza food options? Flower Pizza Company. I would always go there, get a pizza and a fountain Pepsi, and I can't do that anymore. Which you know, I'll get a Pepsi and a Coke probably next time. This is what, or I could just not drink soda at all and drink water like a healthy human being. Like I'm the definition of health. He's actually the definition of health. He actually works at a at a gym, and I. I do not. So that's all the time we have here on the Big Time Sports Podcast Show. Thank you so much for listening or watching. Uh, BigTimeSportsOhio.com. You can find our latest games and uh, reports and everything there. I'll have the football previews up here pretty soon. Um, at Mitch Spinell on Twitter and everywhere else. At, at Mitchell Bala. Big Time Sports Ohio everywhere else. And that's pretty much it. What is the fact of the day other than Pepsi is better than Coke? Your fact of the day from the MitchBalafacts.com is... Coke is superior to Pepsi, this, and Diet Coke is this undefeated. Is, this is, su- this is These are the fakest facts I've nope, ever heard. About. These fact. are alternative facts, nope, facts, my friend. This facts 
the only fax this should be in isn't a fax machine that's where the message says Pepsi is better than Coke. Thank you for listening or watching to the Big Time Sports Podcast show. Diet Coke is superior. Mm.